Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Lisa Bishop. She is a leadership development consultant that helps organizations to develop leaders and increase employment engagement. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you, Amy. Nice to be here. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm so excited for today. So can you tell us a little bit about your story and how you became a leadership development consultant? My story is pretty vast and varied. And just like many of us, we've had to do a lot of pivoting and shifting in our careers. And I actually started out doing marketing and communications and PR, which was all about people. And then once there was a shift from people to algorithms and SEO and everything except for people, I said, I got to do something a little bit different because my passion shifted because people is what I'm really all about. And so that's how leadership development and employee engagement kind of came into being, making that shift from going from marketing to dealing with the people and having them engaged, making sure everybody has a voice. What caused you to be passionate about the leadership development? What drew you to that? Some of my own challenges, definitely, for sure. Not having somebody that I could actually go to, didn't know where to go. Who do you talk to? How does that make that happen? You can talk to your mentor for so long, but they're not there with you on the sort of the day-to-day and the ins and outs. And depending on how busy they are and what they're doing, you can have one mentor that helps you in one particular area, another who helps you in a different one. They're not all encompassing. And so from my own need professional development. It was a passion and I thought, why not make something out of it? So I was able to merge all of those together. In walking through your journey, what are you grateful for? I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful that I have a voice. I'm grateful to uh, feel empowered and that I can energize and enlighten people. And that's sort of my tagline for what it is that I do through authenticity being your absolute ultimate self and you have a lot to bring to the table and you don't have to apologize, giving yourself permission to thrive. What are the types of crossroads that you see women come to where your coaching is helpful? When they hit the glass ceiling, when they're not sure if they need to stay or if they want to go, if they are dealing in an arena where they might be the only woman or the only person who's like them and not having someone to be able to go towards and figuring out where they're stuck and helping them to move forward. How do you help women break through that glass ceiling or progress in their career? We kind of go through a series of where they are, where they've been, what they want to do, and the steps that need to happen in order to make that uh, move forward. And a lot of times they might discover that that's not necessarily the path they want to take, or they can kick ass and really make it happen by having sort of a stringent uh, to-do list, if you will, and figuring out what makes the most sense depending on the environment where they're working. And that does have a lot to do with it. What should a leader first do when they feel that Mm -hmm. they're not progressing in their career and like they want to? Do some self-reflection, figure out what's going on with me, what's happening in my world, what am I looking for, the things that we probably were excited about 10 years ago aren't necessarily as exciting to you 10 years later uh, because we are shifting and evolving and growing and figuring out what your passion is and where it fits in with whatever your career goals happen to be at the time. Yeah, I absolutely love that because I think that, you know, I I think about my career and, you Mm -hmm. know, when you're younger, you're, you're pressured to kind of choose one path, but as you go, 
and you grow and maybe you've achieved what you want to achieve. It's so true that it's so important to pivot and kind of reassess everything. Mm-hmm, definitely. I think every seven years, because we are growing and evolving by the time that happens, like, oh, that used to really excite me. But once you sort of quote unquote, mastered it or become the SME subject matter expert in that particular thing, depending on if you're a person who likes new shiny object syndrome and you need the latest and greatest of whatever is happening to keep you inspired and moving forward. Or if you're one who likes things to be sort of traditional and status quo and you just want to go with the flow. So depending on who you are and what your personality is, are the things that drive you and move you forward in one direction or another. And it's not a one size fits all. Depends on what's happening. Life changes, marriage, divorce, death in the family, um, that sort of thing. Each one of those changes make you change in terms of what it is that you're doing. So uh, personalities do evolve. What are some of the biggest struggles that women face in Mm -hmm. becoming great leaders? Um, Depending on where they are in their career, earlier in their career, if they're on the mommy track, there's some challenges with that and the guilt that goes along with that. And what am I going to do and how am I going to make it happen? Um, If they're married, if there is an opportunity to grow, but their significant other might not necessarily be growing, figuring out where they fit in and being okay with moving forward, depending on the support system that they have or the lack thereof. So there's sort of a a double-edged there and you have to be able to weigh the pros and cons about what makes the most sense. But if you've got a support system, you can kick ass twice as much as you can if you feel like you're a lone wolf. If you're working with a new leader, what are some Mm -hmm. of the areas that you help strengthen them? Uh, Visibility, confidence, ability to be able to quickly solve problems getting to the gist of the matter and figuring out who their people are. Who am I dealing with? Because once you realize that and recognize that and have the ability to listen, you can sort of move mountains and make things happen because you're dialed in and you care. So if they're not emotional intelligent, I help them become emotionally intelligent, meaning they're self-aware and they understand who they are. When they make a mistake, they can still function. That's being able to self-manage being socially aware, being able to read a room and see what's happening around you and understand sort of where the bones are buried, for lack of a better word, and still be able to function in the relationship management, putting those pieces together and understanding that the people are your most important and valuable resource. Without the people, you can't get anything done or accomplished. And if you recognize them, the sky's the limit for what can happen. And many leaders are fantastic at whatever it is that they do, they sort of forget about the element of the people that help sort of tie all those pieces together. Can you share some of your success stories with us? Sure. I've had opportunities where there have been people who've come in who might not have necessarily had an opportunity to be able to grow because someone was only looking on the outward appearance and helping them to see through a scenario saying, I'm going to go from being your manager to being a leader and a mentor, if you will allow me. And I literally would turn my chair around and turn it back around and say, 
people can't get past what they're seeing right here. And the person actually put all of their jewelry and took off some of the makeup and all of that stuff and had it in the palm of their hand. And I turned back around and they're kick ass and they're a director to this day, which totally makes a difference because when we get overlooked and people can't get past what it is you see, you have every bite to be who you are, your most authentic self. But in certain arenas, it doesn't fly or doesn't apply. Do that when you leave the office, when you get in the parking lot, put it all back on, put back on all of your jewelry and your tats and all of that kind of stuff. If you're in a corporate setting, that might not necessarily get you the opportunity to move to the next level. And so being aware is part of what that's all about. So that's a huge one. Another one is helping a VP become more humanized, coming in from an outside organization, bringing their team, scaring the hell out of the people who were there. There was a reluctance in order to get anything done and or accomplished. And as a result, helping to humanize that person, bring them on board so they could see who their people are. What I would say to new leaders is get to know your crew before you start barking orders about what it is that they need to do with deadlines. If they don't know who you are, you're scaring the heck out of them. And when they're scared, there's a reluctance to do anything, even though you're on deadline. They'd rather sort of see you fall on your sword than to help you out because you haven't bothered to say, hello, my name is so-and-so. What do you think that your truth is, Ben, that has gotten you this far in your journey? Being authentic, being accessible, really understanding, reading a room and sort of figuring out what the challenge or the pain points are and being able to quickly resolve challenging situations. That's been my sweet spot. That's really powerful. I think that, you know, especially when you talk about reading a room, how many Mm -hmm. people don't do that. And it's very easy just to walk into a room and interrupt a conversation that's going on or come in with the wrong energy or whatever it is. So I definitely, I admire that because it's, that's not an easy skill to master at all. No, it isn't. It really isn't. It takes practice and it also takes knowing your team. You don't necessarily have to go in there with gun blazers and even make it obvious that you are. But if you're paying attention, think of it like a family because this is your family because you're spending a lot of time with them, sometimes even more so than your real life family. And so you get to know the strengths of the folks you were dealing with. And so if you know that Amy does this really well, This is what you're going to focus on with Amy. Don't put her in an arena that sets her up not to do well. But if you're not aware of what Amy does, you know you have these five things that you need to get accomplished. And you've got five people on your team. And you're going to give each person one of those things, thinking you're doing a great thing by sort of spreading the wealth. Well, it is if you know the strengths of your people. If you don't know the strengths of them, you set them up for failure. It creates tension and dysfunction and disharmony and hurt feelings and um, bottlenecks and all kinds of things that don't make sense. And it makes you wonder and question yourself as a leader. It's like, wow, I just left XYZ and I was a rock star over there. I'm using these same principles. How come it's not working at this new arena? If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first started out, what would it be? Build relationships, build relationships. I can't emphasize it enough. In school, they don't talk about that. They talk about learning your craft. Learn your craft, know the theories, get it down, and then you can put them into practice. Not one single 
course that I've ever had says you need to build the relationships in order to get that moving forward. And it doesn't matter what your position is within the organization. You can be the receptionist, you can be the household engineer, or you can be the CEO and anything in between. But those relationships are everything. If you get to know the receptionist of the organization, that person is actually really powerful. They see everything coming and moving. If you can't speak to them and treat them with kindness and with fairness and like they matter, you might not get something done. But if you do, and treat them as special as you do with your leadership team, you're going to, the sky is the limit because they're going to go out of their way to support you. I love that because I started my career many, many years ago as a receptionist. And then I was an executive assistant for about 15 years before I went Mm -hmm. into the whole uh, Deloitte consulting. Mm -hmm. And it's absolutely true. I would size up everybody that came in and I would absolutely let all the executives know how they treated me and Mm -hmm. give them all the insight, the things that they said before they went to go meet with them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, even as an executive assistant, uh, they got to know, you know, everything Mm -hmm. that uh, went on and all of that. And I think that there are a lot of uh, executives that would come in for for business deals that uh, didn't get the deal because uh, they, you know, because of something that they had done or said prior to even meeting with the executives. Very true. It's real. It's really, really real. It's the same way with board meetings and all of that. If you don't bring the right chocolate chip cookies, somebody's deal is not going to get funded. And it's hilarious and hysterical, but it's really true. Know your people. So that's what I would say, you know, growing, if anything else, build relationships across the board. Definitely. So Lisa, if there's people that are uh, listening and they're interested Mm -hmm. in working with you, what's the best way to contact you? Uh, reach out to me through my email, which is Lisa B. My last name is Bishop. So it's Lisa B at the bishopconcept.com. That's the best way to get a hold of me. You can also go to my website, www.thebishopconcept.com. Perfect. And I'll put those links down below as well. And thank Lisa, you. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your expertise and what you do. It's been a, a really great time. And I know that there's so many women that are out there that are dealing with some of the things that you deal with and that you help with. And so I'm so excited to have you on my podcast. I really appreciate it, Amy. This has been my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes. And if you want more information about this podcast and upcoming shows, you can go to a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone and have a wonderful week.